0: If you missed Sunday's Reds win over the Pirates, you missed the final home game for one Joseph Daniel Votto as a Cincinnati Red. We'll tell you why on today's Locked On Reds.
1: You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your
2: team every day. You. You. Our Locked On Reds. Thanks so much for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm Stephen Offenbaker, he's Jeff Carr, and we are diehard baseball fans. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We have taken our passion for the Reds, our love for the game, we've taken that passion and we've turned it into information for you. If you're an everydayer, let us know down in the comment section what Joey Votto has meant to you during his time in Cincinnati. We can't wait to hear from you because we love talking baseball with you. That's what really makes this show go. On today's podcast, we're talking Joseph Daniel Votto. Uh, There wasn't a dry eye in the house at Great American Ballpark on Sunday as the city really said their goodbyes to one of the best to ever play for the Reds. Uh, We're going to take a look at Sunday's outpouring of emotion. We're going to discuss what it could mean if Joey Votto still wants to play next season. And then we're going to take a look at where employee number 19 ranks in the history of the Reds as far as a lot of major offensive statistical categories go. You may be surprised to find out where he is overall. It may not necessarily match the narrative that was driven around this town by certain broadcasting teams mm. earlier in Vado's career. Yes. Uh, but we're not spreading that nonsense around here. We're going to talk Joey Votto all the time. So if you were out at the ballpark, Jeff and I were out at the ballpark. We ran into several of you. It was great to see you. Uh, there wasn't a dry eye. You know, no. Jeff, you've said a couple times now you were glad you had your big sunglasses on because I think everybody, you know, had that welling up of emotion and, and that shedding of a tear when Joey Votto called time in the bottom of the second inning and stepped out of the box and, and really had that, you know, that embrace with the fans. It's something that he doesn't do very often. He hates it when things interrupt his routine and interrupt him doing his job, as he says time and time again yeah. throughout his career. But this was different. He he took that time out. Uh, clearly... Uh, the Reds saw this coming, baseball saw this coming because the pitch clock was turned off, there was no danger of a violation, right. and Votto had all the time that he needed to really, you know, take that hug, that proverbial hug from the fan base, and, and kind of give that love back. You saw him joking with people behind home plate there, you saw him, you know, making sure to acknowledge all areas of the ballpark, and it was really, it was really a special scene down there at Great American Ballpark.
0: It was a celebratory scene, it was the scene that you, you Give the star of your team who is stepping down, and, and I think that was our big first thing. We we kind of felt coming into Sunday's game, and, and I even told you I said seventy percent sure this is his final home game. Mm-hmm. And with everything that happened through that game, I left the ballpark thinking it's one hundred percent his last home game is in Cincinnati Red and now that can mean multiple different things, and we'll get into some different things, but. W- Focusing on just the game itself. Yes, earlier on this year, Ellie came out in these massive sunglasses that looked absolutely phenomenal and looked like he came out of some sort of... Like he was in Tron or something. And I'm like, you know what? Those look cool. I want to go get some of those. And those came in so handy on Sunday afternoon because his first at-bat the the, the felt like 3 minutes standing ovation. It was probably only like 90 seconds. But it just felt like forever because... You were standing there, you were watching, and you're just like, man, this is it. This is our last chance because where this team is going and where Joey Votto is in his career, it just makes objective sense. And baseball, we always say father time is undefeated. And baseball continues, whether you are a rookie, whether you are at the prime of your career, or whether you are in the twilight of your career. And I think that, you know, he has been going through the decline phase for years now. And it's something that he has resisted to different degrees. But I think we've gotten to the point where the future kind of looks like the roster is moving forward without him. But to get back to that feeling that we were talking about, like both you and I, I mean, we were feeling it. He was feeling it too. He said it in multiple different ways. He said it in his post game with Jim Day. And he also said it in the press conference that he had. Uh, talking with the beat writers and the reporters.
3: It's, uh, it's overwhelming. It's a humbling um, experience. And, um, you know, I, all I could think about was how can I how can I give it back in performance. So, um, you know, I was, I'm glad that we went to it.
0: And it was something, too, and I, I love this that he talked about. He was just like, uh, you know, everybody that knows me, I, I turn around to the crowd and I say, I, I got to go hit. I got to go hit. And that, that was great.
2: You know, it, for me, you know, you were at 70% before. You know, I was telling you all the way on the drive to the ballpark, no, this is going to be it. This is his yeah. last game. And then we started to see things that kind of reinforced that. Some examples. Uh, every inning, the Reds were changing okay. out first base. They every were, inning. They were collecting first, the, the actual first base. Picked it uh, up. Those were going to be sports, memorabilia yeah. items for Reds Hall of Fame, maybe for Cooperstown. Yep. They, they were doing some things. Uh, that tells me. The Reds have already made their decision. You know, you you have speculated maybe there's a deal to be had. It doesn't really feel that way anymore, but the moment still was there. And you know, I I tweeted this out, and I I want to shout out friend of the podcast, our good friend John Sadak, who recognized what was going on. And if you were at home, if you weren't able to be at the ballpark, you really still got to experience it when when Votto came up for that at bat. Sadak said, and now Joey Votto, and did not say another word until the first pitch was delivered in that at bat. It was phenomenal uh, that he recognized and just got out of the way. Not a lot of broadcasters get that. And and shout out to Sadak for catching that and just getting out of the way and letting all of Red's country, whether on TV or in the ballpark, have that time with Joey Votto because it really, I, I keep coming to an embrace. It really just kind of felt like the whole city was hugging it out for a second to really recognizing that, you know, this is it. This is the last time.
0: Yeah, John did such a great job in that moment. Like too many announcers don't let the moment breathe and let you know let let a play be a play or a moment be a moment. And he did such a good job there. I I think too, and this was something that we noticed on Friday because once the weekend series began and Joey walked up. There's a different song that was playing. Paint it black, baby. We go back to his very first walk-up song, and he answered. You know, he was asked after Sunday's game, "What was the meaning behind going back to your first walk-up song?"
3: For sure, nostalgic. And uh, I had, I've had several requests, and you know, I'm, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but I figured um, while well, I have the opportunity, to give, give, you know, give. Uh, some of the fans, what they what they requested. So, um, you know, we wear the blacks, black uh, City Connect uniforms, and I thought Friday was an appropriate day to paint it black.
0: It's interesting because that's something, I, I wouldn't say I've requested it on the show, but I've said on the show, you know, if it's going to be his final year, maybe he should go back to his old walk-up song. and To see that kind of unfold that way, that was just another point to the idea that I think that's it for him at Great American.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Just all these little things, all these little moments, all these little <laughs> things taken alone don't mean a whole lot, but when you take them collectively, when you when you look at them all together, uh, I, I think we have our answer, at least as far as Joey Votto's time as a member of the Cincinnati Reds.
0: Yes, and again, that's, you know, barring a postseason run, I, I would be shocked if they bring him back on a contract next year, and I'd probably be shocked if we get to the point where we're playing some home playoff games, although that would be phenomenal. But outside of that, we've seen his final home game at Great American Ballpark. But you know, Steve, with that being his final game as a Red, what if that's not his final game of his career? Yeah, it's a question that I don't know that we want to answer, but we're going to discuss that coming up next. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is LinkedIn. Are you struggling to close deals Cold-calling clients waste the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when sellers are using outdated information. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that takes your customer's data and turns it into comprehensive, high-quality buyer data with real-time insights into the needs of your customers. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to become top performers, which leads to better outcomes, more pipelines, higher win rates, and larger deals. This is called deep sales. And LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform, the LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try the LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. Struggled with the spelling there, didn't you? A little bit. L o c k e d o oh, n. Yeah. There we go. Remember, if you can't be uh, at Cleveland or once they get to the final series at St. Louis, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word. Reds, And if you'd like to support the show, join me on subtext. Just text the words, go Reds to 513-597-0944. You can get texts from me, insights and different uh, rumors and feelings as we get closer to the offseason and what's going to be going down and what should be a busy offseason. Subtext will be a great way to be up to date on all the best Reds info. Plus, we will be having some Q&A shows we'll bring back. Uh, Aloha Fridays coming up in the off season. Looking forward to that. And subtexters will get first dibs on those. Texters. You can get a 14 day free trial. Just text go Reds to 513-597-0944. And thanks as always for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on the next Lockdown Reds. We've got the finale of the battle of Ohio. And it's just me. You're, you're tra- yep. He's, he's traveling back home uh to Hawaii he went from Hawaii to Florida to Hawaii and and Ohio oh, it's, it's in between worse than that. It's and-
2: a- Hawaii to Ohio Michigan to was Michigan to Ohio to Tampa to Ohio to Kentucky. We were in Kentucky today. Back up here you now. You got frequent flyer it. miles. That's right. I tell you, living the dream.
0: We, um, but the Reds will be in Cleveland, and we'll be all over that. They got a couple of interesting pitching matchups that we'll talk about on tomorrow's show. But we're talking about Joey on today's pod. We we've looked at the emotions of Sunday, what it felt like for us being in attendance, and you know if if you were in attendance, please hit us up here in the comments section and let us know your thoughts as well but for him his feelings because there's a very key question mark when it comes to joseph daniel Votto, as in we've not heard the re- words retirement come out of his mouth we have not heard i'm done this is it this is my last season we've heard things like it's well, the not opposite. up to me
2: well we've heard the opposite we've right. heard i want to play Yes. I want to play over and over and over again since since he was miked up at the Field of Dreams game. Yeah. He's been saying, I want to play. Uh, obviously, he wanted to play in Cincinnati. That seems to not be an option. So now the question is, does he want to play bad enough to put on another team's uniform?
0: So let's start with this, because the first question of that is, how awful would it be to see him in another uniform?
2: It would hurt, but if it's another uniform that can get him a World Series ring, I am he all, deserves I am all in on it. I really want to see that. He had some interesting things to say. I don't know if you had a chance to read C. Trent Rosecrans' C-Notes this week, but he spent some time talking to Joey Votto about playing, uh, yes. moving forward next year. And one of the points that Votto himself made, which I thought was interesting, is that Votto's still not sure is some of the problems he's having as far as at the plate, playing the game, is it time catching up with him or is it him recovering from the injury? He's not sure where the, the father time issue begins and, and the, the injury to the bicep issue ends. There's, there's an overlap there that he's trying to figure out.
0: Well, and I think both can kind of be true there because at this point in his career, coming back from a total shoulder reconstructive surgery like that is it's going to be looking really different than if he had done it when he was 28 or 29 as opposed to 39. And I think that, you know, it's something that even though the production he's given the reds this year has been admirable. He even acknowledged how much of a struggle it has been to play through the recovery process of this injury.
3: Yeah. The, the, um, injury last year was very difficult and coming back from it was, um, uh, not easy and it's you know it's it's a process um, but I'm proud that I didn't I didn't cut any corners um, I play every day with the combination of, of, of intensity and and preparation um, I, I, this is the very best I can do this is the very best I can do given um, what challenges have been presented and uh, what, that have been presented to me, and then um, you know kind of the stage in, in my career sort of thing so um, this is and I'm proud of that I, I have not cut a single corner and I'm proud of continuing to give it my very all
0: and that was before the the injury so the field of dreams game that we reference a lot was before this injury, yes. and I think.
2: Well, it was before we knew about this injury. We knew about, it.
0: Yeah, 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 that's true. He did injure this a while ago, and he'd been playing through it quite a while. But I, I almost wonder if his understanding of himself has changed through this recovery.
2: It's interesting because one of the things you always talk about when we talk about Joey Votto is how careful he is with what he says and yeah. how how he chooses his words. You can you can watch yeah. him, you know, for those on YouTube watching him in that press conference you can watch that he's kind of on a delay, running it through his head before ever he says what he's going to say. So I don't think we know. Yes. I don't think we have a clear picture of what he's truly feeling, what he's truly thinking, the direction he's really going. We're not going to know all of that. He's never going to give us
0: no, all no, of that. No, he never will. Uh,
2: you know, it, no, so it leaves us like- in a position to speculate a little bit about... Does he have game left in him? Everybody around him on the team says he has a game left in him. Everybody on the team says they want him back. And, yeah, some of that is probably that's what you've got to say. Nobody's going to tell C-Trent, no, I hope Votto retires. No one's going to say that. But I I think they mean it when they say it. And it puts us in that weird spot because the worst thing that can happen and, and we've seen it in other sports, and we've seen it with other players, where that, that player sticks around a season or two too long. You can go all the way back in history through all of the sports. Football, great example is Johnny Unitas, who was yes. phenomenal back in the day for the Colts and then finished his career with the Rams out in L.A. and was a shell. It was the ghost of you know Johnny Unitas, and, and it was bad. It was terrible. You don't want to see that from your heroes. You don't want to see right. that from guys that have done it. But I think that Vado is one of those rare guys that has enough enough pride in what he does and enough expectation of himself that if he can't be Joey Votto in some semblance of what we would expect, he won't play. Uh, right. But I don't think we're going to know. Uh, I don't think we're going to know until spring training what right. he's truly going to do.
0: And, and I think too, like, and, and you, you mentioning Johnny Unitas, there's a lot of people that are probably, because it just went through my mind. There's a lot of people that are probably thinking, well, Albert pool holes had a great last year, mm-hmm. but don't forget in the month of June of that season, he was considering ending the season right there because he was just having such a hard time of it. I, I I don't know. Like, I'm with you. Joey has always said the moment that he is no longer useful to a team, he will go ahead and retire. And and I kind of wonder a little bit because when he goes out on the open market, what is the market going to be like for him? I think immediately we think, okay, the Blue Jays are going to pick him up. But does he fit? And, 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 do, and what does he expect? Does he want to play every day in his final year or does he want to do the Miguel Cabrera thing? I mentioned this, you know, a couple of weeks back when I thought the Reds were going to bring him back. My understanding has changed since that episode, but the way that I see it, if you go somewhere else and you think you can play every day, I don't see a contending team that would sign a joy vado to do that.
2: No, you, you, if you put yourself objectively, into any general manager seat in baseball right now, and you ask yourself, do you want to sign a player that's going to be 41 years old during the course of that season, yes. that wants some significant playing time, that's coming off of major shoulder reconstruction, and has had a flare-up since coming off the injured list, how much are you willing to risk on that? How much of your team's plans are you willing to build around that? And I, I think that's a big ask. But then again... What you and I have learned over all of these years is never doubt Joey Votto. And right, if he right. says he can do it, then I'm inclined to believe that he can do it. And, and it really boils down to, I think, you know, he has that credibility in the city of Cincinnati. Does he have that credibility throughout all of baseball? I think he might. If If he looks a general manager in the eye and says, I can do this, mm-hmm. and if I can't do this, I'll walk away. I think guys will tend to believe him.
0: I think what I've learned from meeting fans of other teams and and, and different folks that are diehards for their teams like we are is that there are other fan bases that just have the utmost respect for Joey Votto. And I think it's important too because how he was viewed this season, coming back from the injury that he had, where he's at in his career, coming back to a team that was full of young stars, full of these future players that are going to be here much longer than, even if he were to come back next year, they're going to be here much longer than that. Um, TJ Friedel really put it in a great way as to how, the team viewed him and you remember everyone's biggest question was well, the locker room the, the, the chemistry uh, how he's going to mess it all up it's, it's that,
2: gonna, wasn't, that wasn't any of our questions
1: that wasn't our questions for
0: sure and TJ Friedel put that
1: to bed to see him go through what he's been through with his shoulder and you know especially this year early on going to rehab and you know pushing it to get back to us like fighting insanely hard to get back to this team to help us make a push like we're doing right now, um, you know, obviously everything he's done in the field is incredible, but what he's meant to the locker room, to this team, especially this year, with how young this group is, um, you know, I still remember so vividly in, in the sauna. I think it was like right before we went on a twelve game win streak. Um, we were sub five hundred, and he was spending some days here rehabbing, and uh, I remember he was just like. He looked at us and he's like, "Get back to 500. I'm, I'm coming. You know, we got some young guys coming up." Um, he's like, "Get back to 500, and we're gonna, we're gonna go. We're gonna roll." And, and from that moment, you think all of us were kind of like, you know, we got some, we got some reinforcement coming. Like, let's let's do what we can right now. And Right after that, we got back to 500 within like two weeks of him saying that. And then, you know, we got some, we got some help out, and uh just been going since then. But you know, his his locker room presence um, just having someone to be able to pick his brain of what he's done for 17 years at this level for 17 years like it's insane and and you know you just try the best you can to take little bits pieces of information from a guy like that and apply it to yourself whenever you can well you know like i said never
2: underestimate Joey Votto. And look, only Joey Votto knows if he can still play at the high level that he's dedicated his entire career to achieving. Uh, This is going to make for a very interesting offseason, and it's definitely something that we're going to have to pay close attention to. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I don't think we're going to know an answer until camp's open next next March. I think that's only when we're going to have the final answer as to what it means for Joey Votto. But look, Joey Votto, whenever he's done, five years after that, he's going to Cooperstown. Joey Votto is going to be a Hall of Famer, and he's going to go down as one of the top two or three Reds players to ever put on the uniform in Cincinnati. Uh, Coming up, we're going to recap where Votto ranks in several key statistical categories uh, in Cincinnati Reds history. We've got that coming for you in just a minute. Before we get into that, I want to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's podcast, and that is Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment is important, and our global supply chains can be very fragile at times. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. In addition, you will be able to send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to the medication you need in an emergency. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jason Medical, J A S E Medical.com, using the promo code LOCKED ON. Remember, if you can't be in Cleveland or if you can't be in St. Louis to wrap up these final five games of the season, you can check out every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM using the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. You can also follow the podcast on all platforms. If you're watching us on YouTube, thanks a lot. Click subscribe. Click the notification bell if you're in the audio feeds. We appreciate you too. Make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode when we drop it. And you know what? While you're at it, tell your friends about us. We want to talk Reds baseball with all of the fans out there because we love talking baseball with you. All right, Jeff. Let's get into this because Joey Votto, at times in his career, has been the villain He's been picked on, mm-hmm. even. And I think, along the way, people may have lost track of just where he truly ranks amongst the Reds' greats. You know, there's always this argument about Votto or Perez. There's this argument about, you know, where Votto w- would have fit in, or would he even have been able to crack the starting lineup in the Big Red Machine. And mm-hmm. We've had some interesting conversations about that that'll be for some great offseason topics. but. Perfect. I thought it would be appropriate to just kind of remind everybody where Joseph Daniel Votto ranks in the overall history of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, He's had knocks. He didn't hit for enough power, didn't have enough RBIs, didn't do the things he needed to do. Let's start with home runs and power because you might be surprised to learn that there's only one player in Reds history that has more home runs than Joseph Daniel Votto. Joey Votto has hit 356 home runs as a member of the Cincinnati Reds with time to add to that. The only person with more, Johnny Bench at 389. So the narrative that Joey hasn't hit for enough power, I think that's been debunked. And you
0: can add in the RBIs because they uh, total up to third in franchise history with 1,144. Now, Tony Perez, second, 1,192, and then Bench, with 1,376 RBIs, but still top three RBIs. We're talking about a Hall of Famer for the major leagues, not just the Reds Hall of Fame, but for the major leagues, we're talking about one of the top three players in franchise history. You're also talking about uh, a, a dude who was fantastic and sets the standard for getting on base. Now it's interesting to me because we also looked at, you know, batting average and stuff like that. That's come down. I think that's kind of one of those knocks of, you know, father time is starting to get his licks in when it comes to Joey Votto and, and his career because he's down to 295.
2: But who's he tied with at 295?
0: A Hall of Famer in his own right, Barry Larkin.
2: Barry Larkin. So, exactly. you know, Joey's hit the ball a little bit.
0: Exactly. And when I mentioned standard and on base, 409. For his career. 409. He got on base almost 41% of the time for 17 years.
2: Yeah, let's unpack that a little bit. He's second uh, in franchise history on on base percentage at 409. The leader is Joe Morgan, who put a couple MVP seasons together <laughs> yeah. while he was in Cincinnati. His on base percentage was 415. Joey Votto has been in almost twice as many games as a member yeah. of the Reds as Joe Morgan was and is just right there with him. Yep. That's phenomenal. And I mean, Nothing against Joe, but I would venture to say the pitching is a little bit better nowadays yes. than it was in the 70s, maybe just a skosh.
0: Yes, and I know that's hard to uh, imagine. It's it's hard to look at eras and compare them, but I, without a doubt, there weren't as many people throwing as hard as they are or with as much break as, as we're seeing in these days. Plus, you look at some other stats, like total bases, second in franchise history at 3,706. He is second in extra base hits at 837. There's so many different numbers that you can go through. But it's clear to me that he is a Hall of Famer. It's clear to me. All right, so let's say franchise history, I think it's, it's clear he's top three.
2: I think I think three. Uh, one of my favorite stats to look at in this history list that we haven't talked about yet is OPS. Yes. Uh, for yes, his yes. career, he's second in franchise history in OPS at 920. Do you know who the only player better than him in OPS for the Cincinnati Reds was?
0: Mm, looking at my notes, I can cheat a little bit. This actually would have surprised me.
2: Yeah, it's 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 Frank Robinson. Yes. You know who was an old thirty when he got traded? He was an right? old thirty. Yeah, it, yeah. During his time in Cincinnati, his OPS, Robinsons that is, was. 943. So vado is up there with these legends. These these legends that people against seventeen yeah. years.
0: Th- these are all
2: legends. You know vado on his on base percentage. Seven out of seventeen years led baseball, not the Reds. Yeah, led baseball in on base percentage. It, it's phenomenal. And then my favorite. You know the one stat that I love to go to when we talk about a quick and dirty look at how good a player is. Yep. What's that stat? War. That's war. What is it good for? It's good at figuring out some of this stuff. (laughs) And Joey Votto, fourth all-time in Reds history at 64.4. Will he add a little bit to that in the next five days? Maybe. I don't know. But 64.4, that's Hall of Fame level. It's fourth in franchise history, only behind Rose, Bench, and Larkin.
0: Talk about Pete Rose, who had a longer career as a Red than uh, Joey Votto has. Than anybody. Than anybody. And anybody will. And, and that's something, too, and, and, and we're not going to divulge into this just yet because we are running out of time today, but a, a topic that we will have this offseason is I believe that Joseph Daniel Votto, uh, unless, of course, he does go somewhere next year, will be the final career red.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I, I think that's true. Uh, Nick Craw's plan really doesn't allow for guys to be here 17, 18, 19, 20 years and wear the red uniform the whole time. This roster churn, this trade, this this flip and rebuild constant that seems to be working. I mean, we're we're still grading him at an A-plus right now. I don't think it allows for situations like Larkin and situations like Joey Votto. Uh, We won't see a whole lot of that anymore. But it's going to make for fun off-season conversations, that's for sure. This is what I know. Looking at these numbers, where they are now, you may have an argument if he's top three You can't argue that he's top five in Cincinnati Reds history, and I challenge anybody to come at me with a legitimate argument as to why he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that is how we're going to end today's podcast. Thank you so much for checking out today's Locked on Joey Votto podcast here on this Tuesday. Votto still bangs any well for the last five games of this year. Uh, Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, actually, before we get to that, make sure that you... Catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. But coming up on tomorrow's podcast, I'll be covering the Cleveland series, the battle for Ohio, the final two games of the 2023 battle for Ohio. The
2: coveted Ohio Cup. And how
0: many games can the Reds lose, Steve?
2: They can lose zero games.
0: Zero games. We've got a lot of uh, very tense baseball coming up. So make sure that you keep it right here because
3: why we're going to keep you locked on reds every single day